Today on Hanging with Champions, we'll be hanging out with our first international Olympian who just happens to be one of the top speed skaters in the world. She's a two-time Olympian, a world champion, and an animal lover who is the only person I know who's ever used Facebook to track down a lost parrot. From Team Canada, Ebony Blondine joins us today. So come on, hang with us on Hanging with Champions. And welcome back to another episode of Hanging with Champions, where every week we hang out with Olympic stars, past, present, and future. I'm Patrick Kinas from NBC Sports, the Olympic Channel, and Westwood One. And you can hang out with us, too. You can subscribe and get notified when the next Hanging with Champions episode drops. So wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Google, Pandora, iHeart, TuneIn, Spotify, and Stitcher, we're there. And you can also leave comments on our social channels on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Well, over the first couple of months of this pandemic-induced podcast, we've had the luxury of hanging out with some of the biggest American Olympic swimming superstars like Dara Torres, Natalie Coughlin, and Summer Sanders, short track legend Apollo Ono. We sat down with figure skating's Paul Wiley and current swimming star Caleb Dressel, even with a cameo appearance from Tim Tebow. That's where we've been but today, we continue hanging out with our first international guest, Canadian speed skater, Ebony Blondine, who is not only a two-time Olympian and a world champion, she's also an animal lover with veterinary training in her background and home to one of the more exotic pets in the Olympic circles, an African parrot with extraordinary talents. Well, uh, let's talk Gizmo here, because <laughs> when, when, uh, when, when Gizmo's name was uttered on, on the NBC uh, Sports Airwaves, Joey Cheek just turned to me in the studio and his eyebrows were raised. He didn't understand what I was talking about or why I was talking about Gizmo. It was just a short anecdote. I didn't have enough time to fill in the details that I knew. Perfect opportunity for you, Evie, to explain to everybody out there listening, who is Gizmo? How did Facebook and your friends get involved? And a couple of miles later, how was Gizmo found? What's the story? So Gizmo is my African Grey Parrot. Um, I've had him since 2010, and I've had him since he's a little baby bird. Um, <laughs> and so, um, so he actually, when I, frequently when I, 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 I leave to go on the road, if it's for a really long time, I'll actually fly him to Ottawa um, in a crate uh, with WestJet. And, uh, and so he goes and sees my parents. Um, and so this time what happened is he went to go see my parents, um, before coming back at the end of the season, uh, my parents thought that they had clipped his wings far enough and clipping of wings, just to explain is mm -hmm. you just cut the feathers, like it doesn't hurt the bird or anything. And it's just to, to restrict them from flying too far away or, um, yeah, just flying in general. And, um, like upwards, I mean, <laughs> he can still kind of fly, but it's more like a hovering, um, going downwards. And so, so anyway, so my parents, Thought they had clipped his wings um, far enough back that he couldn't gain momentum to go in an mm. upwards flight. Boy, and were they wrong. <laughs> they flew him back to Calgary. <laughs> I had him and it was a beautiful day out. Um, we had just gotten our dog, Brooke. Actually, she was just a puppy. I think she was like six or seven weeks old. Mm. And uh, we were standing outside just hanging out in our backyard. And all of a sudden, Gizmo gets spooked with something like birds are very temperamental especially african greys like they're they're very smart but they're also they get spooked with things sometimes okay. of course like any animal and so he got spooked and he just he took off and i was like what the hell <laughs> what 
this happened. <laughs> like he had never taken off like that before. And so we live in a, we live in like a four building complex and they're not, the buildings aren't very high. There's only four floors and uh, around the bottom floor. So we have the whole backyard, um, the whole end of the building with the yard that wraps all the way around. And here we are just sitting in the yard, like trying to call him back and seeing if we can get him back. And he's doing circles of our building. Like trying, he's never flown that far before. Like he's flown in the house from like his cage to the table, for example, like he can kind of get around that way, but he's never taken full flight going around buildings like trying to figure out so was, was gizmo just having a good time or was he trying to pick no, up a, a landing spot or he was he was panicking like 100 okay. percent panicking because you could hear him screaming he was like ah! oh ah! no <laughs> like, he, he was going around the building just squawking and like you could tell that he was very distressed and we have a big school like right across the street it's a little french school and and uh, he landed on the roof there because we were, we were tracking where he was flying. And then he flew to the school and landed there. And I was like, okay, like he's landed. I'm going to go get him. So I ran across the school. The, the school let me onto the roof, luckily. <laughs> um, go up there, try to get him. And, and are you confident at this stage that the parrot is still going to be there? I mean, he, yeah, he doesn't fly I, a no, whole lot, but you, you, you trusted he'd still be there when you got to the top yeah, of the school roof. I could hear, I could hear him. And like when he gets far enough away from me, um, and if he's like stressed or anything, he starts talking and like, and like screaming. And, okay. and so, and I could hear him. He was, he, he was going like, like whistling the, he likes to whistle the, the hockey national anthem. He goes like, he goes, scores! Uh, he likes to watch hockey. He's a very how did he player. learn how to do that? My parents. <laughs> My parents taught. Beautiful. Him. <laughs> what a great influence. <laughs> and so anyway, so he's on the top of the school and he's doing that. And I was like, sweet, okay, I got him. And so I'm like walking up to him. And of course, I think just with everything happening, I got close to him and he took off again. And I was like, you idiot. <laughs> hey, who does that? <laughs> Anyways, so like I saw him take off and it was a straight line this time. There was no circling around to try to get back. It was a straight line. He was heading north. And I was like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to get him back? And so I started contacting, I contacted Global, I contacted CTE and Global had a piece that was put out right away. Um, and then uh, someone, one of my friends told me that to, there's a YYC pet recovery Facebook page. So I went on there, I posted about him. I was like, if you see an African gray parrot, blah, 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 like, this is what he says. Like, I, I think I had listed, like, all the words that he knew and, like, or the things that were most common that he would say and, like, posted a picture and this is the area that we live in and this is the direction that he flew in. And so, anyways, luckily, I think it was, like, an hour and a half later or so or, like, maybe two hours later, um, I had this lady comment on the post being like, I think I see your bird. I was... Oh my gosh washing dishes in my kitchen after work and heard the fight song heard the whistling of the fight song in yeah, the backyard he was, he was in her yard or like in the tree at the back of her yard just singing away <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah actually and so he sings the old canada too he like goes da, 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 da. can't fall that, that that's that's my favorite uh national oh, yeah. anthem of, of any yeah. country in the world oh that's awesome yeah so so yeah so she heard him and then she she went out and of course she saw him and she connected the two together because she had she was already on the facebook page and so she saw it she messaged right. me and not long after i was on my way to her location and 
um, he was at the top of this huge tree and I was like, okay, I see him now. How am I going to get him down? <laughs> so <laughs> I had to climb onto a, a shed like, or a shed. It was a garage, like for one, one car kind of garage, climbed onto that, um, climbed onto the fence that was just a tiny bit, like closer to the tree, um, climbed onto the branch that I could finally reach from the fence. And then I climbed all the way up to the tree. I said this would be and... some type of contract violation. It would would that be would that be accurate? Working pro baseball, there are a lot of things that baseball players can't do, and I would imagine climbing yeah. trees, fences, and garage tops would be near the top. Well, I was, I was getting my bird back. <laughs> like, I, was, I didn't care about anything else. If I were to fall from that tree, I didn't care. But actually, when I was very young, um, climbing trees was like one of my favorite pastimes. So I was very, uh, I was very experienced. It had been a while, but I've been very experienced at climbing trees. So good thing for um, good. So yeah, so I I got to the branch where he was at, and he was further down the branch. And honestly, I was kind of scared that if I moved down that branch, that it would crack and he'd fall. Oh. So I just I was like, and he was all happy to see me, and he like prances <laughs> over, and like birds are very funny like that. Like when they're really happy, you can tell, and they like he puffed himself up like he was all proud and then he walks over and then grabs on grabs onto my finger with his beak and then I like grabbed his legs and I was like holding on to them so he didn't take off again and I like I didn't even think about it I just like I had a hoodie I opened my hoodie up I shoved him in there and then that way he was like and then I climbed the tree back down and that was it this, but, um, this story just keeps getting better and better yeah, it was uh, it was quite the experience. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, of course, like, I'm so lucky because the amount of times that I'm on that Facebook page still, and I'm also on like a, a parrot page for Calgary, and uh, the amount of times like every day there's one bird that goes missing at least like there at least one a day in, in Calgary only, and so it's I was <laughs> pretty fortunate, and frequently the stories there's not usually a happy ending, you know. Right. Like it's not very frequent if a bird flies away that you end up finding it. So, um, so I was, I was lucky yeah. that he was a, that he, I, I'm lucky that he's a loud mouth <laughs> and that he likes to sing. <laughs> okay, if, if you're saying there's a, a parrot page on Facebook for your area, I, I would, I think it's fair to say that there should probably be some, uh, uh parrot pet training for the, yeah. for the, for the owners. If, if this seems oh, yeah. to be a, a rampant issue up there, even that, that yeah. it might be a larger, larger uh, issue. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a great story, and and yeah. I mean, you know, one broadcast whenever the season res resumes, I won't have nearly enough time to get into all these details. This this could be like a soap opera, like week oh, one yeah. in Nur Sultan to hear about <laughs> the bird getting away, a week two in in Poland to hear about the first attempted recovery. I mean, this could go on. This could be a season long uh, storytelling. Oh, I've got a lot of animal, um, a lot of animal stories. <laughs> Coyote ones too. Just oh gosh. Recently, well, we'll need to have you back on again. Uh, just yeah. uh, only a couple more questions here, and uh, okay. I, I haven't read a whole lot about about your family, about your your mom, your dad, any mm -hmm. siblings, and it seems like the only the only thing that comes up when people talk about you with regard to the Blondine family is that you're five two or five three. Um, <laughs> I, I need to know more. How, how tall are your parents? What do they do? Uh, do you have brothers and sisters? So fill us in. Yeah. So, so my mom's actually taller than my dad. Um, she is, <laughs> she's, yeah. I think she's five, six ish. Um, my dad is, I think he's shorter than me. I think he might be even five, two or 
5'3". I'm 5'3 and 3 quarters, actually. I'm, very oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, very proud of that. Okay, quarters. the extra inch and 3 quarters matters. <laughs> Got it. And so uh, I don't want to lie and say I'm like 5'4", but... <laughs> Anyways, um, and my brother is actually, um, he's also quite short, but um, I think he's like 5'6 or 5'7. Um, what do your parents do? Uh, my dad is retired. My mom's also retired. My mom still works at little schools for just for fun, like odds and sods, uh, the lunchtime hour kind of thing. Okay. Um, and my dad was manager of buildings and grounds at Algonquin College for like, his entire life, pretty much, until he retired a couple years ago. And so, yeah, so now they're just, they're retired. They, they live just outside of Ottawa and, um, yeah, they're just yeah. living the life, you know, the retired life. <laughs> so so yeah. how, how does, how does your size, um, act as a, as a positive and a negative in your sport? And it, you, you see it almost immediately. Anytime that the Canadian team is put on display on camera, if, if, if you're standing next to, um, to, to Izzy, uh, yeah. Weideman, it's, yeah. it's she she's got about a foot on you but you both are stars in your sport so what did what are the advantages of being your size and what are some of the disadvantages that you need to overcome um I don't know I, I think speed skating is just it's very it's very it's a very odd sport and frequently like sports like track and field for example and like cross-country skiing like it's usually the taller slender uh, body that does well and um, depending on what events and track, it's always kind of the similar body type, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, in speed skating, there's so many technical aspects of skating and um, so many advantages, but also disadvantages um, for short or tall people. And so, um, so Izzy, Izzy's stride length, like she's, she's, we're complete opposites, you know, yeah. like, I'm, I'm very short and I'm like 120 pounds and then, Izzy's very tall, but she's also super slender. Like she's, she's tiny um, for how tall she is. And uh, she's, she's got the muscle mass though. She's got the muscle mass. Um, <laughs> we joke around about that. <laughs> I, go, I went up to her yesterday and I tried to pinch her butt. <laughs> There's nothing there. Nothing grab. there, all bone. <laughs> <laughs> she's very lean. She's yeah. a lean machine. Um, and, and so, so yeah, so it's just, speed skating is just very strange in that sense that, there's just so many different body types out there. Sure. And um, I think it's just, it's people always kind of um, comment because Izzy and I race together in the team pursuit, like we're complete opposites and she's super tall and I'm super tiny. And so it just, it looks really funny when we skate together. And so it is a bit of a contrast. Yeah. It's, it's very much a contrast. <laughs> so people like to hyper-focus on that. Right. Right. <laughs> and so, so yeah, I, I don't think, there's for sure like advantages to being tall and like the stride length and, and so on. Mm -hmm. But I think being small too on skates, like yeah. I might be small, but I am mighty. <laughs> Can't deny that at all. So only just a couple more questions here for you. And, and uh, even thank you so much for your time. Uh, I brought up Joey Cheek's name a little bit earlier. And mm -hmm. if you've ever watched an NBC sports network broadcast of, uh, of speed skating, he mentions the phrase lactic acid, I don't know, four or five dozen times every broadcast that we do. Uh, oh, yeah. The Olympic champion knows about it. I've never been a long trike speed skater. Can you explain to the layman and the casual fan uh, why Joey is having uh, these, these lactic acid flashbacks when he's watching all of you race? Uh, lactic acid, my special friend. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, like I think in the sport of speed skating specifically in the positions that we put our bodies in, right? Like as how I would, how, how would I explain this to a regular, regular human being, like go sit on the wall and stay there for 20 minutes and tell me, tell me how it feels in your legs, you know? <laughs> and like, you're just standing there statically. Um, and in speed skating, we're always in that hunched over position and we always have like a 90 degree, if not more knee angle. And so, and you're pushing with that. So on top of, on top of it being exhausting, um, on your, your lungs and everything else, you're building so much lactic acid in your butt and your legs that sometimes like, sometimes I can't feel my legs after a race or I, I, Frequently, actually, I finish a race and then I have to put my hands on my knees because I think I'm I, I'm gonna fall over, and I have before actually. I, I think I, I don't know what it was. You've actually toppled over yourself after crossing the finish line because of lactic I did. Acid? Like my, I stood up and my knees just buckled, and there was nothing that I could do. Like I couldn't catch myself because I didn't have the energy to catch myself. Is there video evidence of this anywhere, Evening? I think there might be. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to ask yeah. Remold or maybe one of my teammates where that happened. But it's it's happened to me, and like it it happened. Oh I think it happened to Sabakova last year too. Mm. But, but anyways, yeah. So it, it, the lactic acid is 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 real. It's very real for speed skaters, <laughs> and like. <laughs> Which then goes back to your conversation earlier about that day in Nur Sultan, because here you just finished winning the 1500 and you had 45 minutes in between that race and the team yeah. pursuit, which is not necessarily a short race either. No. And I, I remember going into, I finished my 15 and like the lactic was there. Like, yes, it felt easy in a sense that I like crushed that race. And by easy, I mean, like, my race was flawless, not that I wasn't hurting. I was, I was in extreme pain. Sure. <laughs> um, and um, I finished my race and then we had to do, I like, I ran around until I found out that I was on the podium and then um, I had to go and stand on the podium. And then afterwards, it was pretty much, I had to do my warm down and my, my warm up for the team pursuit race all at once. So I just sat on my bike and I just spin my legs and, Frequently we do that after, after races, um, or frequently after every single race, I sit on my bike and I spin my legs out and I get, you get your, your, your blood going a little bit of like the, your, your cardiovascular system to try to pump out the lactic acid that's just sitting in your legs. And yeah. So, uh, um, I mean, so how I, long does it take to flesh that out? Assuming you did not have another race, would it be um, hours? Honest, yeah. Like, honestly, usually after races, if it's like, if I, my legs feel like trash, um, a solid, like half hour to an hour, I'll be sitting on the bike to try to flush it out. And even then sometimes like getting off the bike, I'll stretch a little. And, um, even I, I, I go home and frequently we race in the afternoon. So I go home, I eat a little bit. Um, and then I run a warm bath and I sit in the bath and my legs still hurt. And so I have, I actually use suction cups with oil. Yeah. And so I suction cut my legs and I just run the suction cups up and down my legs, um, my calves and my quads and my glutes. Mm -hmm. And uh, just to get the blood kind of flowing again. And sometimes if that doesn't work and I go to bed and my legs are still aching, I, I, do, I do rely pretty heavily on um, Advil ibuprofen. <laughs> they should be a sponsor of yours, it sounds like. Yeah, to, to, just to take the pain away. Like, it's just the aching. Like I don't, even, yeah. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like a, an ache of everywhere. Like everything 
or my belly button down is just aching. And sometimes I can't sleep because it's hurting so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have trouble sleeping tonight just, just thinking about this story. It's all, it, sounds, yeah. it, sounds, it sounds awful. Um, oh, yeah. so and and I, I think I think the the other thing it, it, it impacts too, and again talking about Joey Cheek, mm-hmm. in, in a lot of these long track events, and Joey has been retired from the sport for several years. Yeah. His mom continues to travel worldwide mm-hmm. to cheer on not just the American speed skaters, but all of the other international speed skaters that she met while she was following Joey around. And we get pictures and videos from his mom <laughs> at restaurants and bars and throwing back drinks with you know with with random speed skaters <laughs> you, you guys you guys know how to how to how to party and celebrate during these weekends and we, we have some we've seen some evidence of this oh yeah well i'm not too too much of a partier i have to admit that um i, I do like my casual group drink here and there um but usually between weekends like you have to think like i'm i'm not just like a a, a one how you say that one show pony or one how do you say that sure, again sure that, that sounds right we'll we'll, we'll coin yeah. a phrase uh, a, a, a one trick pony one trick pony there you go there you go <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> i just had a brain fart there um uh, i'm gonna blame it on the fact that french is my first language but <laughs> of course um, i'm gonna continue so so yeah so frequently in three days over a world cup i'll frequently be racing every single day and usually mm. sometimes the end the last day i'll be racing two events on that last day so that's right. four races in three days which is quite a bit and i don't have i don't have the energy to even like my my system can't handle alcohol <laughs> in the beginning <laughs> so so yeah it's just uh no but if it's at the end of the season you can almost guarantee that i'll be on the dance floor <laughs> oh there you go there you go and, and you, had, you had a lot of reasons to dance if last I, year know, if I know I have enough time to recuperate, you know, like at the end of the of season or of like course. after the first four World Cups and I know I'll be going home and having like a rest block, then, well, then yeah, then, then I'll, uh, I'll let loose a little bit. Again, just, just see, seeing a lot of these fans, especially the, the Dutch <laughs> fans and the Norwegian oh, yeah. fans, um, this, it's like their Super Bowl every week that a, that a long track event is taking place. It's really so much fun for me to see it's these fans yeah. just invest themselves so much in your yeah. sport. So oh, yeah. just, just, just a, a couple more quick things. For what we're going to do now is, and I tipped you off to this a few days ago, because now we're moving into the international side of Hangwood Champions along with, with uh, Team USA athletes, I want to put you on the spot and have you nominate who you think should come on the show next. Doesn't necessarily have to be a teammate, doesn't necessarily have to be a Team Canada colleague. It can be anybody that you think would have uh, – even a Blondine's, I mean, you've set a really high bar here, by the way, of all of these, <laughs> all of these stories and your attitude and just as, as open as you've been. So if there's somebody out there you think can, uh, can, can match uh, the bar that you've set, I'm all ears. Who would you suggest? Who do we need um, to talk to? I am going to say Rachel Homan. Um, she, uh, she was in Pyeongchang for curling. Um, I, we, her and I actually grew up together, believe it or not, uh-huh. in Ottawa, in Orleans. And so, and she actually, she lives out here in Alberta now. Um, we don't see each other very often. We chat, we chat pretty <laughs> frequently, I would say, um, maybe not frequently enough, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, so we're still pretty much in touch. And okay. um, I think that she, she would, uh, 
she'd be fun to to shoot the shit with. <laughs> all right, all right. We will. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll need you to put us in touch. We'll, we'll make sure that we get her on. All right. Uh, the <laughs> it's a good thing this is a podcast, not like live TV, right? <laughs> I, know. I said that, and I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. This is minute fifty of the podcast. Who's going to get this far anyway? Um, <laughs> so, last set of rapid fire questions. This is a new segment we're starting today as well. You're, you're our guinea pig or you're our gizmo in a lot of, uh, for a lot of these new things we're, do, we're doing today. So I'm going to ask you five different categories for your top three, your top three answers. First category, top three, Ebony Blondine, pandemic foods. Ooh, um, Hungarian, Hungarian stew, uh, pepe fresh compli, we call it, mm-hmm. um, uh, steak. I, I, I like my steak. I like my meat mm-hmm. and uh, on the barbecue, of course, it has to be on the barbecue and with potatoes. I really like potatoes. Made that, I actually made that exact dinner last night on my big green egg. Yeah. We just, we, we just had that last night too. That's why we're going <laughs> steak and potatoes. That's happened pretty frequently. And uh, I actually um, got myself a pasta machine or not a pasta machine, but um, a pasta, pasta maker, I guess. Okay. Um, and I don't know if you hear that, but one of the dogs is snoring. <laughs> <laughs> a little ambient sound. It's fine. It's um, fine. All right. So those, those, those are your top three foods. All right. Now let's move on to the, the second of five questions. Okay. Your okay. top three least favorite chores. Um, top three least favorite chores. Uh, number one, laundry. I, um, I hate doing laundry. Luckily, my boyfriend is very, very meticulous when it comes to laundry. And most of the time, um, or 100% of the time, he does the laundry. (laughs) Because if I fold the clothing, he will undo it and do it his way. Hmm. So I kind of just let him to that task. Um, Emptying the sink into the dishwasher is Mm -hmm. another one that I um, am am very um, not fond of. And uh, taking the trash out. (laughs) <laughs> all right. I mean, those are all the, the, the major chores, really. So really, all, all of them would be your answer. I've covered every. <laughs> all right. So now let's go to your top three Netflix shows. Uh, shameless. Good one. Shameless. I've been watching it lately. Um, uh, what are the other ones? I can't even think of the next, the other two. I can't even think of two more. Yellowstone, have you watched Yellowstone? Oh yeah, oh Yellowstone's on Netflix. It's not in. Oh no, I think it's. You're right. I think it's Amazon Prime. I believe. Okay, but Yellowstone, yeah, hundred percent, one of my number ones, and of course, Handmaid's Tale. Is that even on Netflix? You're asking the wrong podcast host. (laughs) Ozark is. uh, Have you watched Ozark? Ozark? Yeah, Ozark is really good too, but I still think I prefer. Oh, sure. I don't know. Hey, these are your answers. Don't let me sway. Uh, yeah. Okay. Shameless, Shameless, Handmaid's Tale, and Ozark. Okay. Those three printed. All right. Question four Top three Ebony Blondine candy bars. Oh, that's a good one too. Um, Crispy Crunch. I guess it's more chocolate bar, but candy, candy bars. Candy sure. bar. Um, candy bars. Can't even think of candy bars. Yeah. Are you not a candy bar fan? Not really. No. Okay. I'm more like a straight chocolate or like nothing. But I, I do I do like candy though. But it doesn't happen very often that right. it top top, top top three candies. 
Um, anything sour. So Sour Patch Kids. Good call. Um, the keys yeah. that are sour. I don't know what you call them. Sour keys. Our keys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm a marketer's dream. <laughs> Uh, sour Skittles would be a good suggestion. Oh, yeah. If sour they make Skittles up there. Really good too. I, I don't love the taste of Skittles, but, uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, anything sour, actually. Yes. Really, okay. Really good. All right. And so the, the last question, top three, even Blondine, top three funniest Olympians. Oh, dear Lordy. Um, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. Mika Putala from Speed Skating. I don't know if you know him or his history nope. or what he used to do before races, but um, if, if you guys don't know who Mika Putella is, you need to look him up. Cause Sounds like a, he should be a guest, a future guest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually. <laughs> actually, he would be incredible. Yeah? Yeah. I didn't think about him. Okay. Um, yeah, he uh, he used to start, he was a 500-meter skater mostly, sometimes 1,000. And he, uh, before his races, like, they'd announce his name and he would just, like, get the crowd going. And he would like put his hands up and just, he was just so okay. out, outgoing and like ready to have some fun. It was, uh, it was very inspiring actually. Sometimes I kind of wish I was more of a jokester like that. I, I am sometimes, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> actually, I don't take myself very seriously <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> I can say it, it shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Any yeah. others or um, you got two others in mind? Uh, not really, no. Okay. I mean, it sounds like he could be the, the top three funniest just on his own. Uh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like multiple personalities Perfect. for sure. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Well, Ebony, I, I cannot thank you for uh, meeting me for the first time on this podcast and for, for graciously answering my Instagram kind of ambush <laughs> comment to you a couple of weeks ago to see if you would be interested in doing this. Uh, I've loved watching you skate over the last couple of years. I really hope I get a chance to watch you and your teammates skate at some point this World Cup season. Uh, thanks for being so awesome. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. This has been great. It's been yeah. so fun, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, hey, t t tell your friends. <laughs> I, oh, I <laughs> Please. All right, so that's going to wrap things up for this episode of Hang With Champions. And again, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, which include, and even you can, you can download these as well, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pandora just picked us up a couple of weeks ago. You can also interact with us, some uh, guest suggestions. You can comment on our Instagram page, which is at Hang With Champions, on our Facebook page, and on Twitter at Hang With Champs. So for Ebony Blondine, the two-time Olympian from Team Canada, world champion, this is Patrick Kinas. Thanks for hanging with us on Hang With Champions. <laughs>